Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Sunday service, and welcome also to those watching online. We'll read from the very beginning of Rays of the One Light. These are parallel passages from the Bible and the Bhagavad Gita to show the unity of thought that creates all religions. <clears throat> this week is week one, at the heart of silence, the eternal word. Truth is one and eternal. Realize oneness with it in your deathless self within. The following commentary is based on the teachings of Paramahansa Yogananda. In the Gospel of St. John, chapter 1, these immortal lines appear. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in the darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. Human vision beholds individuality and separation everywhere. Divine vision beholds the oneness of cosmic vibration of which all things, no matter how diverse are manifestations, cosmic sound, the word of God, and cosmic light, these are eternal. The world as revealed to us by our senses is illusory. In Autobiography of a Yogi, Paramahansa Yogananda relates an early experience he received of the divine aspect of reality. <clears throat> Sitting on my bed one morning, I fell into a deep reverie. What is behind the darkness of closed eyes? This probing thought came powerfully into my mind. An immense flash of light at once manifested to my inward gaze. Divine shapes of saints sitting in meditation posture in mountain caves formed like miniature cinema pictures on the large screen of radiance within my forehead. Who are you? I spoke aloud. We are the Himalayan yogis. The celestial response is difficult to describe. My heart was thrilled. Ah, I long to go to the Himalayas and become like you. The vision vanished, but the silvery beams expanded in ever-widening circles to infinity. What is this wondrous glow? I am Ishwara. I am light. The voice was as murmuring clouds. I want to be one with thee. Out of the slow dwindling of my divine ecstasy, I salvaged a permanent legacy of inspiration to seek God. Wise are we if we meditate on that experience of Yogananda's and salvage from it even a breath of his inspiration. For quite simply, there is nothing else. 
As the Bhagavad Gita says in the seventh chapter, I make and unmake this universe. Apart from me, nothing exists, O Arjuna. All things, like the beads of a necklace, are strung together on the thread of my consciousness and are sustained by me. Thus, through Holy Scripture, God has spoken to mankind. you a happy new year and a happy master's birthday. So I'm going to read from Whispers from Eternity, but this isn't one of the whispers. This I just kind of discovered this, had read it many times, but it seemed so very important to share given our topic today. This is how Master uh, explains what Whispers from Eternity are. I was deaf, but eternity whispered to me unceasingly. My wisdom's hearing power slowly awoke, and I heard the whispers of eternity becoming clearer in response to my sacred demands. I asked eternity, what do thy whispers mean? The whispers grew stronger until at last, quite suddenly, eternity answered. Hear the voice of uninterrupted guidance. I am God's spokesman, eternity. I have whispered to thee through thy slumber of ages. Awake, now thou art awake, and my whispers will never cease from saying, Wake all thy brothers. In sleeping minds everywhere, my whispers constantly work. Work thou with me through living eternal whispers that all may hear his voice. I replied to eternity. I will send whispers to all my sleeping brothers saying, Awake, get ready, come home to his perennial peace, and I will borrow thy voice, eternity, when my earthly voice can be heard no more. Then I will continue to utter through thee, oh, listen to his all-solacing soul whispers. I shall wait for all, uttering to them eternity's whispers as my countless human brothers and also beasts and atom sparks all slowly travel toward their own final freedom, their long train seemingly endless, I will softly say through these whispers from eternity, awake, let us all together go home following the whispered summons of his ever calling voice. I found that thrilling when I read it. And there's so much one could talk about in it. 
first of all, it explains the whole book. What is eternity? It, you think of it, oh, okay, it's long. Eternity is very long. <laughs> but eternity is conscious. He's using it as a, eternity is God's spokesman, as a living, conscious being. This is eternity. And it's such a beautiful bridge between the braise reading and celebrating Master's birthday because the, the, what is the cosmic sound, the eternal sound of Om, is the whisper from eternity. It's God's communicating with us. And the more and more awake we are, the more those whispers become clearer guidance, inspiration, direction. And then we see this chain, divine chain of connectedness. So there's God and there's his spokesman, the whispers from eternity, the unceasing guidance that is pouring to all, every person, every beast, every atom spark, as Master says. And then this cosmic sound and the cosmic light that we spoke of in the reading, these are, of course, manifestations of God. We know. Master teaches us. So there's light and sound. And this chain of connectivity, of divine soul connectivity, God beyond creation. And then he speaks through the cosmic eternal sound of Om. He radiates through the divine light through which Master saw the Himalayan yogis and he saw the unarmed light and it spoke to him. It replies to him. Eternity replied to him. Isn't that a wonderful thought? It just changes everything the way you look at it. And so these cosmic aspects of God and then the guru. What is the guru? What is master's role in all this? Because as Swami said many years ago, but I always thought I've always clung to this thought, the master is like the guru is like the transforming station. There's the huge divine generating power plant. But that can't go directly into our homes, into our consciousness. So we need transformers which step it down so that we can relate to it. And that's what the guru is. He, it's that the voice of eternity, this cosmic sound, the infinite light, but step down so we can relate to it. You know, there's that magnificent chapter 11 in the Bhagavad Gita where Arjuna is asking all these questions of his cousin Krishna his charioteer, Krishna. And then he's starting to think, I think something more is happening here. I think he isn't just a really good friend. He's that, but he's a lot more. And then he says, oh Lord, show me, reveal to me your cosmic form. And it describes it in the Gita, how it gets bigger and bigger and countless suns and moons and galaxies and eyes and beings. And it said, Arjuna, his hair just stood on end. And he was sort of 
electrified and awestricken. Then finally he falls down on his knees and he says, please, Lord, just reveal yourself to me in a form I can relate to. And then, and then he's our Krishna again. Then he's our guru again. And so that's what this connectivity, this infinite power and light and sound gets transformed down to the guru. And we can relate to him and his guidance. And that's why it's so magnificent. Whispers from eternity. Don't, we shouldn't take that title for granted. I mean, we, we say it and we say it, but it has so much meaning in it. It's the reply that God gave to the awakened son of Yogananda so that we could all hear it, so that we could all follow it, so that we could all draw the guidance from it and be transformed by it. And then this chain goes on. So there's the immensity and then there's the personalized form of that immensity, the guru. And how fortunate that it was so, for those of you, I think most of you were here with us last night, we showed the slideshow of Master's eyes. And you could see in his eyes the many, many different facets of divine consciousness, wisdom and joy and love, and power, all of everything. You know, you could just, that's why Swami said that no two pictures of Master looked alike because his consciousness was so fluid. It reflected an awareness that was far beyond an individuality. It was far beyond that. It was, it could reflect, and that's why Swamiji said every picture of Master, whoever he was being photographed with, he would look like that person. Because he just, he didn't have this is me and that's you. It was just there was only the one life beneath the surface, as Swami says in his song Brothers. One life beneath the surface. And that's what his that consciousness was reflected in all the different images that we can see of Master. And Swami also tells uh, one of the disciples uh, with Master was always taking pictures of Master and putting them up in his wall. And Master one day walked in his room and he said, why bother with all this? Get to know me in meditation. So yes, we can get a glimpse of his consciousness, but then go beyond that. It isn't the form, it's the consciousness. And this is what we have to realize that when we tune into the consciousness of the guru, it's not an individual. It's not Paramahansa Yogananda or Mukundalal Ghosh, who was born in 1893 in uh, Bihar and lived in Calcutta. It's someone who has lost that identity. And constantly, constantly, He's whispering through the eternal vibration that he connected with in that divine chain of connectivity. He's guiding us and, and, well, and creatively expressing us. That's what's so wonderful about Ananda. And really, we've seen many ashrams around the world, but Ananda's ashrams worldwide, there's so much creativity. People are always finding new ways to do things and fun ways to do things and the, with the music, with teaching, with building community, with everything we do. 
And where do all those ideas come from? They're whispers from eternity. They're the guru. Just to share some very fun news, uh, we got an email uh, late last night from Jaya, who's one of the spiritual directors in India, Nayaswami Jaya, and he resides primarily in the city of Pune. And they had this idea, Dr. Aditya, who's the director of the Pune Center, he had an idea to publicize Ananda by doing a walkathon and doing it at the beginning of the year when people are having all their resolutions and so forth. So they did it yesterday on Master's birthday and it, it was the theme was just health, but Ananda sponsored it. So it wasn't join our work or it was just, uh, and they had these t-shirts that with the Ananda Joy logo, be the change. They were hoping maybe three to 400 people would join them walking through either a 10K or a 3K walking through the streets of Pune. They had over 1,500 people walking through the streets of Pune with the Ananda t-shirts on, be the change. They just said it was amazing, just amazing. They had, and there were, uh, 200 free university students from Pune University, and then 1,200 people signed up online, and then people joined them as they were doing it, and then they uh, and they gave away free food, and you know it was just a celebration as only can be done in India. And um, <laughs> Jaya said they gave away 1,500 bananas. <laughs> anyway. Where does all that come from? Where does that joy come from? Where does that vision come from? It comes from the whispers from eternity, that divine connectivity from the infinite beyond creation to that part of creation that is trying to draw all the children back home to the worker in the field, the guru, who says, I will take this on. I will take on Mantra Devi and Trimurti and Devi, and we're going to get them free. And so, <laughs> and then there's us. But what is the final key for us to connect with that divine chain of connectivity? It's the key of love. There's the light, there's the sound, but how do we hear those whispers? It's like the universal translator. And I remember years ago when Jyotish and I were invited to visit our meditation group in Croatia. And it was during a difficult time in that country. A war had just ended, there was a curfew, and it was not an economy very unstable. It was not an easy time in that country. But at that time, that was Ananda's largest meditation group. And we went and visited them. And I think we had one or two people spoke English, mostly didn't. But we walked in and they said, we will, someone said, we want to show you our love and they had translated Master's Chants into Croatian, and they just sang the songs and Master's Chants, and it was so, I mean, we couldn't understand the words, but the universal translator of love, we certainly understood that. And so that's the final link in the chain. 
that we have to, if we want to hear the whispers, if we want to draw that guidance, that inspiration, that creativity, that joy, we have to give our love. And that's how we hear it. That's our part. In a way, that's all we have to do. I mean, don't, take, don't get me wrong. Of course we have to meditate. Of course we have to serve. But without the component of love, all that is, it's missing a, a, an underlying dimension which forges the final link in the chain of divine connectivity. And so through, the more we are able to meditate deeply, the more we are able to love. And the more we are able to see that one life beneath the surface, the one light shining in all, the one sound reverberating through all the sounds. We were waiting upstairs, and Sahaja, I believe, asked us, which one of you is going to speak, or who's going to speak today? And I said, well, many people are going to speak today. All over the world, people are speaking today. But <laughs> how many of those words reflect the vibration of Om? How many of those words are filled with divine light? In this coming year, let's never lose hold of that chain of connectivity with God and Guru that links us to the infinite. And let our words and let our thoughts and let our actions be reflective of the eternal joy and love that our Guru brought to us, that he lived for. And let us all have not be the end of the chain, but a link that joins and joins and joins, because it's an eternal chain, never ends. That light of God goes, is passed on and on from one soul to the next to the next. Ananda, through our Master, is forging a great chain of light and love and goodness. Let us be strong links in that chain for God and Guru.
to fall.